Everybody yep. hates it. <laughs> you keep saying that, but I, I don't know. know. No one's complained, I guess. I'm the only <laughs> one that complains. That's the way it is. Doesn't matter because we got a good guest tonight. God damn it. We do. I know. <laughs> I know it. It's like we've, we've just been lucking out. Thank God. We've had all these great uh, comics that we, we've, we're doing a little series in the next gen com- comics. But you guys are kind of like. I told Adam we're, we're interviewing the comedians that are going to replace us. <laughs> so well, they've already replaced us. We're done. But they, we're, we're replaced. But they, we, we like we like to touch base with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the you know I mean there was not the I mean Augie was basically the next Augie. Augie was the Trump. next wave. Yeah, yeah right. That was the next wave. This is us. the next next wave, and it's like the this is the third or fourth, but yeah, because. Right. There's a lot of uh, so we are joined today by the wonderful Adam Passy. Thank you. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Just the greatest. Uh, you're such a fun story. It's a fun story reading about you. Aww. Because you've just you've been all over. You grew up all over. Mm-hmm. D- tell us a little bit about that. Where where were you born? I was born in Tacoma, but my dad was in the army, so we moved on average every three years, give or take. Yeah. Uh, you want the full list? Sure. It's whatever you want to talk about. We, tell we us. have plenty uh, of time. <laughs> <laughs> so, born to coma, like two years old, San Francisco, uh, three years old, Munich, Germany. Ooh. Back to the States for kindergarten. That was Staten Island, New York. Bayonne, New Jersey after that. Age 10, back to Bremerhaven, Germany. Uh, age 13, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Ooh. 17, Ooh. Vacaville, California. Oh, wow. 18, Okinawa, Japan. 20 here because my mom's family is from Gresham. Right. And so wherever we lived, we'd visit my grandparents here. Right here. Mm-hmm. And so when it was time to break out and be on my own, this was the closest to a hometown I had. So, well, and you yeah, here since 2000. Yeah. So. And for those of you who don't know Adam, he is your father's Samoan, mm-hmm. and you and and a fox lover. Is that it? He's a he's he's a conservative. Yeah, he's in the service. Well, fox so, uh, News lover, right? Yeah, because yeah, I remember you I, hearing you reference that. Yeah, and yeah, he's a no, he's a he's a hardline Republican voter. Right, and your mother is a liberal. <laughs> my mom's not liberal. My mom's. Uh, okay. My mom just finds herself as being fiscally conservative, right? But like she couldn't, she couldn't just sign on for all the Trump crap. She's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, look, <laughs> good for party her. lines or whatever. But okay. at some point, <laughs> yeah, at some point, he's an idiot. Yeah, so yeah, it was funny because after the insurrection, right? My dad had, didn't watch Fox News forever, and now that some distance guy, he just started putting it on. He was like, "Come on, man!" He's like, you got it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so, did she talk him into getting a vaccine vaccination? Though? Oh yeah. Okay. No, we good. all. Yeah. He's good about things eventually, but it takes all of us to yell at him. <laughs> he's <laughs> a pain in the ass. Well, that's good that he's flexible enough to see it. Anyhow, now, yeah. How, how many brothers and sisters? I'm one of five. Oh goodness! So yeah, they, I, when they moved, they moved everybody. Mm-hmm, yeah, wow, that's yeah. a lot of moving. I'm the oldest of five as well. So, oh, so you yeah. had a lot of responsibility. Didn't do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of my I one of my well, no, one of my deepest regrets is I was a horrible older brother. I was a bully, and I, I was just an asshole to him uh-huh. when we were kids. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, looking back on it, I really. Well, you were a kid. You know, you had to. You know, you come into your brain. Yeah. In your twenties. But like most of my mistakes, I'm like, ah, well, we all ended up here. It was like, I think I could have done without that, though. Yeah. So. Well, it's nice to see in my nieces and nephews the values that my brothers have managed to instill. Well, my one brother has eight kids and another brother has one kid. So. And do you have children? I don't. Okay. I didn't think you did. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Much, much to my father's chagrin, I don't think I'm going to either. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, that's, oh, that's a, that's a discussion for the Christmas table. I think that's bring that up. That Mm -hmm. ought to be a good uh, conversation. (laughs) But anyway, so um, art art was a, uh, and you, thank you for coming. I know this is a late a late podcast. No, this is great. Yeah, so I know you're I'm a full comic. Of, I'm full of chicken and cheese and, <laughs> and caffeine, peaches, 
Yeah, I had an iced coffee. I'm not, I'm doing a dad's root beer. I mean, this is going to cost me a foot in the end, but like, yeah. this is going to be worth it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. The, um, uh, I just wanted to say uh, before, because, um, you know, art is such a chatterbox that I can hardly get anything in. Yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, you were... Uh, you were such a hit at the festival. Thank you again for I doing the comedy festival with us. I had a really good time. It was, my it was pleasure. A, a lot of fun. Uh, everybody just loved you. It was a very strong lineup. It was the first show that sold out. Your show was the first show that sold out. So um, that was, and people keep saying thank you to me. So that's really nice. Um, but you and I, I, I first, I think the first time I met you was at Helium. Was I, I was judging a competition. Probably. And that was like, you. it was your, because you got in, co when did you get into stand-up? I started in November 2012, so my first competition was 2013. Yeah, and I judged the finals, and you were in the finals. I think you judged the semis, too. Maybe I did. Because yeah. my first interaction of you, I have a really loud, really obnoxious laugh. Uh -huh. And my friend Alex Rios was on stage doing a, a very funny, a physical, like, prop pun bit. It's a, <laughs> a gay Hitler showing off his new sugar daddy. And <laughs> he puts a Hitler mustache on. He takes off his shirt to reveal that he's wearing a half shirt, a tie-dye half shirt. <laughs> and then he pulls the candy, a sugar daddy, out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and he whispers Mazel Tov into the mic. It's beautiful. I love the joke. <laughs> yeah, it's very but cute. I was losing it. It's the Layered. first time I'd ever seen it. This set is actually why me and Rios became friends, because uh -huh. he burned the shit out of the light. And uh, I went oh. back, and I was like, that was amazing, but you really messed up, too. Oh, so we went way over time. Yeah. But my laughter, yeah. if you don't know me, <laughs> it sounds fake. It's nice. And so at uh -huh. some point when I was uh -huh. losing it, Susan from the judges table turned around very exasperated. <laughs> and looked at me. That sounds like me. He <laughs> doesn't need your help. <laughs> but and also, again, like if you don't know me and you, and you hear my crazy laugh, which very, sounds very, very fake. If you if you get me and Joanne Shinderly laughing, it's the fakest sounding laughter in the world because I'm i Sound like I'm going for it too hard. And Joanne laughs in little bursts of, ha! <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a loud laugh, so. Yeah, I can always tell when I'm on stage and Susan walks into the room after I started the show, I go, oh, Susan's here. Yeah, yeah there's well, no well, question. It makes me laugh. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. But yes, yeah. you have a very distinctive laugh. You also, I remember, uh, I don't know if I talked to you that much, but I... Uh, the night that you came in first, I judged. In 2019? Oh, was it 2019 you won that one? Yeah, no, I've, I've only gotten second and third in the competition. Didn't you win? The, did, you never won Helium? <laughs> okay, well, it was... That Who were you voting 19? for, Susan? It, it wasn't 19. <laughs> it wasn't in 19. Well, I didn't vote for Wilbur. Oh, I would, no, you're going to cut that out? That's so vicious. No, I mean, I just, I didn't, I, I thought he was brilliant, but I didn't think he was the set of the night. I, that's fine. That's, yeah. I mean, Steve's a great guy. Yeah. You know, no, no. I, it, but I, uh, I, uh, I, what year, okay, so. That year I got second, the year that Steve yeah. won. Yeah. Yeah. And I voted for you. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, that I did. You, you came in first for me that night. But you know, I was the only comic on the, on the, that was a working comic that was on the uh, judges panel. Yeah, that's always been. I mean, comedy competitions are inherently flawed. No kidding. <laughs> right. Yeah, the whole idea of it. But then, yeah, and then on top of that, it's kind of like, wait, who, who's telling me what comedy is? Uh, two, right. two morning radio DJs. I know, a, right? Yeah. Guy from a tent, an awning shop. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh yeah, there's a yeah, there's a there's a, a sports jock. Yeah, it's usually some friend of the producer that yeah. he. Well, yeah. they did better this year, I think, and I. That's I have good. To tell that's you, good. Yeah, there's some industry. Helium, they, I, yeah, they they may they make an effort, I think. This year, um, uh, my friend uh, uh, Dylan Jenkins's mother is one of my best is one of my very best friends, and I've known Dylan since he was a fetus. 
and um, mm-hmm. uh, and d- and he was in the finals. Wow, you watched a lot of growth happen. I did. <laughs> I remember a lot Dylan, of personal growth. Dylan, Dylan was uh, notorious for running around naked with his red boots and his Superman cape. <laughs> he did it for years, years and years and years. Anyway, is he still closing with that? I think. I think he is. I think he's bringing it. He's bringing it back. He said he's bringing it back. Um, but uh, Heidi was so impressed with the way that you uh, took the uh, you emceed the finals this year. Mm-hmm. You emceed the semis and the and the finals. I right? did every single night of the competition except one. Because oh I, had to, I had to swap a shift at work so yeah. I could do the finals. And so. Yeah. Well. And that was unfortunate because then Enrico hosted that one and he is not good at anything ever. So, well, he, the finals, Heidi said, I was so enthralled with, with Adam. Every time he came out on stage, it was something new. He was just. Right. It was brilliant. Dude, tell tell us what, exactly what you did. I had a lot of fun with the finals. First off, I opened up with uh, I opened by singing Donna Summer's Last Dance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna put this video online eventually. Oh, I hope so. But uh, yeah, it starts off. Uh, the lights come up. I'm wearing a huge sparkling gown and a princess tiara. Tiara. How did you get that? Where did you get that? I got the tiara from top to bottom. Shout out to top to bottom on Foster and 82nd <laughs> for all your tiara needs. We had to find one that didn't have the age 13 or 15 on it because they're, they're quinceañera right. tiaras. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, um, and then, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the song Last Dance by Donna Summer. Of course, but honey. Yeah, it opens, so <laughs> when the beat hits, uh, two uh, local to Portland, but I think at least nationally renowned, uh, male burlesque dancers, uh, Johnny Nuriel and Isaiah Esquire, yeah, I who I've worked with on a variety shows, and they're just phenomenal performers, just amazing. And they're, right. they're these two big, sexy gay monoliths. Oh like they're God. Oh, oh God, yeah. They're six foot plus before <laughs> the heels. Before heels. Okay, yeah, right. And, <laughs> and there was a moment when the beat hit, and I could I could hit, feel the heels clomping out on the stage, and like I, in my head, I'm like, this is gonna be so fucking dope. Like this is gonna be everything I ever wanted it to be. Yeah, I had the idea when I knew I was gonna be hosting the competition. I wanted to do something special to kick it off, and so God, that's phenomenal. And so we did that, and then the other idea I had that I used that night is um, me and my closest friends in comedy, we have a seven-year-old text thread where it's a seven-year-old group text, and it's just us bashing each other horribly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nariko, who I mentioned earlier, is a part of it somehow because it's supposed to be for comics, but he's in there for some reason. Oh, my goodness. But... (laughs) Yeah, and so I was thinking it'd be fun to bring up every comic with a roast joke about myself. Notice how there's always some narcissism in there <laughs> with a roast joke about myself. And then I credit the comic with the roast joke. So I dug as deep as I could. And I got like five roast jokes from the text thread itself. And then um, and then I, I hit the, the Portland comics. I'm like, hey, anyone got any roast jokes about me chambered? And so I just compiled enough roast jokes. So your next comic coming to the stage says my only TV credit is as a float in the Macy's Thanksgiving that's Day perfect. Parade. That's perfect. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. That's great. That's so yeah. What a great idea. Yeah. And it was, that's it was, a great idea. It was fun. And if anyone who wrote a joke, I credited them with. Well, sure. I, I, I used the joke to bring them up. Uh, how blue do you want it on this podcast? Because my Go. favorite one, Go. my favorite one was, say, say it. was from Amanda Arnold. <laughs> and it, it is her joke. And I brought her up with this joke and I had to pause to let the crowd recover. Cause it's, it's Amanda said, my dick is harder to find than Kyron Orman. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, man. And I was like, all right, I got to let this audience recover before I bring her out. Oh, my God. She wrote that as her own intro? No. It was a, well, go ahead. It's actually just an old roast joke she had because we did a roast battle competition, and right. she showed up with... Like binders. I am so bad at that. I am the oh, worst. I'm yeah, the worst. I, mean, yeah. I can do it with someone I'm very close with, but but that's because like I'm a real 
juggler goer force. <laughs> like I can't just I can't say these things about an acquaintance. Like that's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, but I just I'm, I just joke. I couldn't even roast Dwight for yeah. God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I I, I'm terrible at it. I just don't. I, I, I don't do them guys, anymore. And you guys are just masters. I mean, everybody. Or oh, we're mean bitches. Yes, you gotta be. Yes, you gotta be. Yeah, everyone up close with is just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's. Uh, uh, I mean, you guys have all been coming up for together, so it's uh, it's a pretty tight knit group. No, yeah, I was amazed yeah. when I when we were putting the lineup for the festival together. I said, I need, I need fifteen <coughs> clean comics. And Seth went, <laughs> he went, ah. and uh-huh. then he started going, no, I think, I think, I said, okay, when I say clean, maybe, okay, PG-13, how about right. that? Oh, okay, we can do that, okay. That, that, and we okay. went a hard 13 on my night, at least. Uh, <laughs> you know something, I knew it was going to be okay. Though. It I was all right. Broke the, oh, Todd broke the seal, because I was Todd the bullet. Todd broke the seal. Oh, yeah, yes, right out of the gate. The and then, every, and then, because I, I remember I was waiting in the wings, I was like, well, if Todd said that, I'm saying my stuff. Yeah, exactly, like, and Todd was like. He wasn't holding back. Yeah, and. And, the and they could handle it. And they, they were fine. so ready. It was just fine. But, yeah. you know, the venue kept saying, well. We have to have, you know, we're in. <coughs> I go, you're downtown. There's nobody around. You're yeah. going to offend the people walking by with yeah. in a shopping with, cart? With a dog. Mm-hmm. Who, nobody cares. I mean, yeah. there, there was a playground there, but we were there after dark. Oh, yeah, and you're on a, the playground after dark. Your home life's rough enough, too. You don't have to worry about <laughs> yeah. anything I'm saying yeah. on stage. Like, <laughs> I don't think foul language is your biggest. <laughs> yeah. So... Go ahead. Do you have a Do you have a question? I've just been asking all the questions. Do you want to? Oh, not right this second. Well, thanks for. Uh, I'm trying I, to. If I get one, I'll wave. Okay, wave if at I me. If I get just if I. Get. One of the things that I'm I'm so impressed with, and yet I worry about you because um, all of, all of the. During the festival, we had you know Shane uh, tested positive, and yeah. um, and had to drop out, and then luckily got a different test and was proven that it was a. A, a false it was a home kit. Yeah, home kit. He tested positive, and then for right. real life, and a doctor. Yeah, the doctor said, "No, you're fine." And yeah. so, and that was lucky. I was glad. Glad, but yeah, uh, I went into that. I went into that showroom at Helium. I uh, dropped by to pick some stuff up from Tori on what I thought was the open mic night. It turned out it was a prelim night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a semis. Pre- it was a semis, not prelims, and. And Dylan was on, and I went, oh, my God, Dylan's on. I want to go watch a set. And I walked in there, and I could not believe how packed the place was. Oh, really? Oh, and how s- I thought, oh, this isn't good. Yeah, but <laughs> I've thought that about every well-attended show I've done. <laughs> oh, I know, but, I mean, I was – you guys have just what I'm But take, people take their masks off because they're like, they can't. Well, they're it's eating. Like I have, too. Uh, I'm eating. eating, and I've got a club soda in front of me. I can't wear a mask. Did they? Did they ask for um, vaccination cards for those? For I those don't shows? believe. I don't believe they checked vax cards wow. at Helium. Well, that was surprising because um, I was anyway. But it's not exactly a Timbers match, you know. You, Twenty-five thousand people. Twenty-five people just full-throated, singing all the way through it, and, and armed around each other, locking arms. It's like, are you crazy? They didn't check. Vax cards there either, so mm. that's and you know yeah. that's a super spreader kind of thing. But um, I was afraid for my comics. I thought, well, if Shane tested positive, right, you know, and so I thought, and you guys have been out there. You have been when June hit and it got better. You guys just started in. No, I mean, yeah. Once my shot they, took hold, I yeah. Everybody started just going. Well, I. I worked a lot of ill-advised gigs during the the lockdown. Uh, I was telling Art about this earlier because uh, I was paying off a DUI. So, right, uh-huh. you know, one great life choice led to just a series of even better <laughs> life choices. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you had too much to drink before you got in the car? Well, a year later, you can run around during a pandemic because of it. So. Oh, but, God. And, but I was doing just enough to suck at it. Okay, <laughs> like, okay. like one gig a month. And it's ugh, it's rough, <laughs> and then you get off stage, and you're like, "Well, three more of those, and maybe I'll feel like I'm back in the swing of things." But no, then you just lay dormant again for another month till some and sucker wants to give you a couple hundred bucks. I know it's uh, it's very scary. It's it's 
it's hard <coughs> to get a momentum going with your act. But now it's better because you're doing, there's more things that are happening. Yeah, no, but the CDC is playing Simon Says with us now. They're do, they've been this all along. They've done Simon Says wear a mask. Simon Says wear a mask indoors. Simon Says wear, don't wear a mask. You know, Simon says drink some or drink some bleach. Oh, I didn't say Simon says. <laughs> you know, and now they're saying uh, Simon says go back indoors, Ever but do wear a mask. Yeah, go back indoors, but don't wear a mask. You know, it's just been the, and then people get used to being able to do whatever. Remember when CDC said, you know, just go ahead and hug each other. It's okay. Have parties. Did they say that? Basically, yeah. Remember when they said take your mask off if July? you're vaccinated? That was July or May, maybe. Yeah. And there, if you're vaccinated, you're fine. Just uh, go ahead and hang out with your friends. You know, maybe not large groups, but if you're all vaccinated, you're fine. You can hug each other. You can whatever you want to do, and uh, you're <laughs> don't worry about it. And then they're like, oh shit, um, no, no, you're not. Uh, well, the variant, the variant, Delta yeah. variant came along. And they they get like, oh, sorry, never mind. That part we said about being okay, you're only forty five percent okay. Yeah. And you work during the you you you're an essential worker. You were an essential worker the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I went. Uh, I went back to no, I'll say it. I was went back to new seasons. Right. Well. Yeah, you were y- and and working, so you were on the front line anyway. Just without no, no uh, people. Before the vaccine, probably, because yeah. they needed workers. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, um, I know some other stores had cases. Yeah. My store, I think, didn't during the whole lockdown. And also the cases from the other stores were from activities outside of the store. So, right. Oh, okay. So during the lockdown, they were very good about policing people there was someone yeah. at the door making yeah. sure everyone had a mask on when they came in but now limiting the number of people going in mm-hmm. but now so when the mask restriction came back they sent I, I was online blasting the company that's why i don't mind saying the name on the podcast <laughs> come at go. me new seasons but uh but no yeah they, they sent us an email saying that we as employees are going to be required to wear masks but they won't be enforcing it with the customers so what yeah is that recent yeah oh that's yeah they sent two emails saying such things uh before the mask mandate came back we we were putting our masks back on as employees you know to keep new seasons accountability down but then who gives a shit about (laughs) us right well i i but at least in in that and i that's my hometown home neighborhood as well so and i know in that new seasons it's a pretty blue neighborhood. And yeah. That's a, that's so white I, I, I don't remember <laughs> seeing anybody white. without a mask in there. And you probably have since you're in there working. Oh, we get, but there's the occasional dummy. Yeah. Not too often, though. I've, I've always felt safe. All the way through the pandemic, I felt safe in that store. My, my store was one of, one of the better places I've seen in yeah. regards to the pandemic. Was, but now fuck them. Because <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, we're not. You know what it is? Because yeah, they got the surge stuff. of income, money coming back in with things opened up. And so oh, they yeah. don't want to go back to it. And so they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll risk you wage slaves safety well, for a little bit God of you're, cash. you're vaccinated because, yeah. you know, that way, if, if, if you do get it, it's, you're not going to die. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the good news. But uh, anyway, uh, but I was just wondering if you had, if you'd heard any more about if there's been any cases in the comedy community, because I'm telling you, the shows, if they're right. not checking at the door and and they're packing those rooms, I was just, I was, I was afraid. I was actually afraid. I thought, well, you don't know where these people are coming from. No, it was, it's sketchy. It is sketchy. <laughs> it's yeah. Pretty uh, sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really leaning hard on this vaccine saving my life most yeah. nights when I do comedy. Yeah. Yeah, um, right, yeah. There is someone recently who who got COVID. I don't know where or how, and I don't feel comfortable saying their name. Cause that's no, don't business. do that. Yeah. That's fine. No, absolutely fine. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, they're okay. Although, I, I made this comment earlier that it's a fine line between gossip and contact tracing. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, if you wanted to tell us afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll tell you. Just not, just, just not on the podcast. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, well, I'm so glad that. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's always fun to work with you kids, and I call you kids, even though I know you're in your in your thirties. I'm forty. I'm forty one. No, forty one. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 
Well, the minute you guys leave the room, I am the old guy in Portland comedy. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, the no, minute. No, wait. no, there's Dan. Dan Weber. Dan Weber. <laughs> he's Weber's he's holding up the standard. Yeah. yeah, Weber's a little older than you, but you know. Uh, yeah, when we, I leave the room, three people became the oldest people. <laughs> it, like at once. If you add them together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not that. I, that's the good news. is Because uh, I've, I've known you guys since you were in your 30s, and some of them are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, it's it's lovely because, uh, and I mean, you've kept this a vibrant, that's what I wanted to show. I wanted to show you guys off because you've kept this vibrant yeah. uh, scene going for a long time. I mean, and there's been the, you know, everybody moves on, you mm-hmm. know. Arlo left, uh, Alex God. left, and, you know, a bunch of people have gotten Gabe left. I love Gabe. Yeah. And I miss Gabe. But, but you were here for some of the Bridgetown festivals, right? Yeah, I got to do two Bridgetowns. Oh, good. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I loved that festival so much. That was... Uh, attending it the first time was life-changing for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was... Because w- there was a moment that stuck out. Uh, it made doing comedy in Portland real for me. Tim Hammer was on stage at the White Owl Social Club mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. and just laying waste to the room. Tim Hammer was? Destroying the place. Really? Atomizing the room. Wow. Just, oh, it's one of the beautiful set. And in the corner, I see uh, Natasha Legero, who I'm a fan of, right. Peter Serafinowicz, who I'm a fan of, Blink Patch, who I'm a fan of, and their jaws are on the floor. And I'm watching a guy that I go to open mics with do that to comics who I am a fan of and consider to be legit real comics. Mm -hmm. And so that moment made me be like, what we do here Mm -hmm. is real and it is important. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And yeah, it really, yeah, no, it was was a religious experience for me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's great. I was going to ask you who your. Influences? Yeah. Well, did you did you grow up loving comedy? I did. Um, probably the most I consumed it was a lot of those late mid to late nineties, early two thousands Comedy Central half hours. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen almost all of those really? <laughs> from like that five year span. Who's like some of your top five guys or women? Um, currently. Or, I mean, there's the God list that everyone says, you know, who, who, Carlin who? Pryor. Right. Sure. Uh, when I first... Like, like working now. Working now? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Kyle Kinane's in town now, and I've always been a huge fan of his. Oh, yeah, he's great. It doesn't work with him and Helium. It's insane. Work. It's funny because he, uh, he's a very friendly dude, and mm-hmm. he talks to me like we're peers, and the whole time, it's like, it's fucking Kyle Kinane. <laughs> but... But you know, on the outside, I'm like, yes, fellow comedian. I am also here doing this thing that we both do at the exact same level. But no, it's it's fun watching him. He's yeah, he's been one of my favorites for a long time. Uh, Rory Scovel, Maria Bamford, I love so much. Yeah, I saw her do a set one night working with Susan. It was like watching uh, Jimi Hendrix in his prime. She. It was just virtuoso performance that just I've never seen in, mm-hmm. in all the decades of comedy I've been watching. I'd never seen anything like it. Um, she, if you ever get a chance to see anybody out there and don't know Maria Bamford, oh my God, yeah, she can do something to a room that no most people, comedians, mortal comedians can't boo. I was, I was humbled and awed by it. Yeah, I have, I have a great Maria Bamford story. Right. Where we were doing Bridgetown, I think it was the first year. <clears throat> and they brought brought Maria in. She was on my show. She was. I was on the same show as she was. Yeah. And I, she and I had done uh, Laugh Lovers Ball up in Seattle together with for David Crow, and um, and I walked in the room and she pulled me aside and she goes, you know how she's so cute. She goes, I have to ask you a very serious question. I said, okay, are we doing a bit now or is this real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, no, no, I really have to ask you a serious question. I said, okay, what's your serious question? She said, how do I survive in comedy after 40? And I said, what? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And she goes, well, I know that, I know that you're still doing comedy. Because I, I was in my 50s. I went, right. I was maybe almost 60, I don't remember. But she said, 
she says, no, I just, I'm so afraid. I said, it's because you live in L.A. Why are you listening to all that crap in L.A.? Stop mm. listening to that. What? You're fine. You're going <laughs> to you're gonna shine. You know, yeah. and I go, it's not going to be all Target commercials. You know that, don't you? It's going to be, you're going to do better. Yeah. You're going to do yeah, better. Right. Yeah. And stuff. And, and she, I remember her calling me on the phone one day. And I said, uh, I go, what's going on, Maria? And she said, she goes, well, I had a little slip. <laughs> she was, she had, she had, she was in a, you know, she was having a rest. Okay. And um, I said, uh, she says, I think there's another comic here too. And I said, oh, really? How do you know? She goes, he keeps asking to, he keeps asking to use the phone at the desk, and then he calls, he calls Booker's. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said check out just check just out yeah. you're fine <laughs> you know, stop anyway. but i mean yeah. she is so genuine i right. mean yeah. but she is also very very humble yeah. you know and she doesn't and i didn't mean to get off anyway, i, I want to hear more like uh, who else who else uh, who, who the other was people. your uh, did you ever identify with anybody um when i started no one could tell because I was doing like a big scary version of it, but I, I was doing Pete Holmes when I first started doing comedy for the first couple of years. Oh, okay, yeah, like you, wonderful. Yeah, if you're gonna love uh, somebody, yeah, especially his first two albums. I was in love with those albums. I was uh, actually yeah. what, you can't was, buy that kind of likability. No, and yeah. this was like before yeah. I like started doing doing comedy. Yeah. I was obsessed with Pete Holmes's first album and mm -hmm. Patrice's Patrice O'Neill's right. posthumously released album. See, this is who I I was thinking that. I, I still the bait and switch and the messing with the crowd yeah. and I didn't even realize I was doing that well, until uh, until another kind of Dino Archie is like oh you're a Patrice guy I'm like I like him a lot but I've never thought I was modeling then he like point out three things I did during my set I was like oh my god I'm a Patrice guy <laughs> well you it was again it was if you're gonna make a choice yeah <laughs> it was unconscious uh, was there a, per a certain time that you stopped watching comedy it's hard now. It's hard to watch comedy. Somebody else. I mean, live comedy. I can watch now, right? Mm. Especially if it's uh, someone I know, because uh -huh. you know, kind of rooting for my friends and such, and also like to to learn. But uh, watching specials or listening to an album is really hard because. Mm -hmm. The wheels will start turning in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I want to write a joke. I had a joke idea, so I kind of like. And next thing right. you know, I'm working on my material in my head while right. this thing's just happening yeah. in exactly. front of me. I'm not paying attention to. And it. it's sounding like whoever. You're, it's sounding like, yeah. you know, Bill Hicks or. Right or just you know it's, yeah it triggers that. I had the hardest that's time right. That, uh, that uh, oh I oh that's a I had an idea like that. And where was I going? Yeah, you're exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. Exactly. I had the hardest time. Hitting my notebook out the day after watching Nate Bargatze. Oh. It's like, oh, no, I can't. All right. I mean, because I do a lot of stuff about being embarrassed, you know, out in public and what it's like. And it's like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that kind of thing that he's doing. You know, you got to find your own voice. And it's really hard, like you say, when you're watching guys. When you, you really first start, like. you watch everything. Yeah. I mean, you should watch it. Do you, do you think you're, do you, do you, would you feel like you're, you're a student of the art? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 No, I, um, even before I started working there, that was uh, an amazing thing that Adam, the manager at Helium at the mm -hmm. time, nice guy. he'd always treated me like gold. And even before I was ready to work there, he was like, hey, man, you ever want to watch a show? You can come through. And I was like, good, so I can go to school now. Right. And then I've learned as much from local comics as I have from like big comics. I'm a fan sure, of yeah. like Nathan Brandon's probably one of my favorite comics, <laughs> period. Yeah, he's great. I love watching Nathan work. And yeah. And it's because he, ever since he moved to Walla Walla, I only see him ever so often. Right. Right. And he, he keeps rising every time I see him. And oh, I was like, great. oh, it's even better now. It makes oh, it, I, I love Nathan so much. I'm yeah. glad he's working. It's such a no weird kidding. place to live. But, I mean, but he, he must be uh, working the road, I would yeah. think. I lo yeah. He's got, well, he's, uh, he's also really focused on... Uh, He's a horticulturist. Garden, yeah, horticulturist. Oh, yeah. really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He has a YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he's kind of trying to combine that into a social media pre presence, I think. I don't yeah, know. I'm speaking yeah, out of is. class, but. No, no, <laughs> but he yeah, is, yeah. No more than I do, yeah. He, did, he did the uh, Democratic con uh, fundraiser. Yeah, the one with the car October, horns. A year yeah. ago. Yeah. 
He was, yeah, it was the first time I'd seen him in so long. It was yeah. so good to see him. And we didn't really get to see each other much or hang it out, hung out much. No, uh-uh, because it, it was... Yeah, it was the show, was the cars honking at us instead of people laughing. Yeah. Those Did you do those? Did you yeah. do those? Those are weird. Those are, it's, <laughs> those are lose-lose because... Yeah. A car horn is an aggravating sound. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And your natural triggered emotion is like, hey, shut that up. <laughs> hey, well, asshole. I, I have I'll, a different emotion. I'll move it, when I'm I ready. I get, it scared me. Uh-huh. It, I, they started honking at me. I was like, oh, oh, don't do that to me. Oh, God. You know? It's, yeah, it wasn't fun. And but, but then if you're not getting honked at, then you're like, oh, these people oh, hate these jokes. They so don't you, like me enough to honk at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So the two <laughs> options are aggravation or bombing. Like, those are the only well, two things I could feel during And you know horror, how so. you're so hypersensitive anyway. You're a stand-up comic. You're standing on a stage asking for approval from an SUV. You yeah. kind of go, Jesus. Uh, yeah, what's what happened? What the hell's going What on? happened to me? Where, where did this I, go wrong? Where, where's my career? <laughs> I'm looking for it. Somebody tell me where it went. Tori always had a great joke. She goes, this is actually better because your cars can't look disappointed in me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's great. Oh, God. So, what's, uh, what do you you see for Adam down the line? What do you think? I'm not sure. I might just be toiling away in Portland for the rest of my life. Well, I think you have a I think you have a career here no matter what. I think you should yeah. be doing acting. There's a lot more stuff that's, that's coming into town that's casting. I've 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 gotten small acting parts. I'm not I wouldn't call myself an actor, but if someone with a checkbook wants to, I'm not going to correct them. Yeah, right. So <laughs> he, I've had some fun fun conversations with Adam when he calls me up and goes Okay, I, okay, this guy wants me, okay, they want to fly yeah. in and all this stuff. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And I hope I hope you're not getting bombarded, but I, I the business side of this, I'm very naive when it comes to, I don't know. Well, thank God you asked, because honest to God, nobody asked, do they, Art? Yeah, that's, no. That's why we we rail. I mean, people think, I don't know if they think I'm, I'm a bitch, but yeah, I can be a bitch when somebody's messing with my business. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, okay. You don't do mics on Fridays and Saturdays, period. Got it? That's what you don't do. You honor that as a, and you pay your comics, you burn in rooms, all this other stuff. And I'm just I'm just one of those people that mm-hmm. trying to keep it main I'm trying to maintain cuz the money trying to the integrity of the industry because you know it com- what it comes down to is that there's too many open mics, too many free shows comics are doing. You can't make a living at it. If a person can't make a living at comedy, they can't get their craft solid enough. Because they can't pay their bills with it and they can't be doing enough of it to really develop it. So they end up being... You're just going to be doing five an, and ten minutes an, I don't want to say an amateur, probably, but you end up being an enthusiast more than a well actual you, you just, professional. You guys... You know, and you deserve, especially, you know, somebody who's as good as you, deserve to, yeah, to be able do. to make a living at this and not have to work anywhere else. You know, unfortunately, the nature of the business right it's, now. It's different. It is different yeah. now, and people. But oh. I, what I'm afraid of is that yeah. we do help these businesses coming back, and we will. You know, every yeah. comics are kind and they're good, and they'll go. Okay, I'll do a, I'll do a free show, show for you. Show and we'll do it for this lower budget and stuff. That oh. budget will never change. No, yeah. Here's something you never <laughs> want to believe. <laughs> I only I never give advice, but we're here. Um, <laughs> here's something you, he doesn't. Here's I'm the clue. something you never want. If you ever hear someone say. We're get, keep we're paying you very little <clears throat> money right now, just till we get the show going, and then the money's gonna go up. Money never Seriously, goes up. that's money right money up there with I'll pull up. out and the checks in the but, mail. <laughs> okay. But you guys have kept it's the not. integrity. I I will say that. It's, and you have a lot of shows going on. You are you running dough over um, in Mississippi? I'm, I'm one of the four people. Yeah. That are. Yeah, that's a, dough. that's a yeah. nice. That's a Wednesday night gig. That's a great little thing. It's a fun yeah. show. Yeah, I'm very there's, happy to be back the, at it. Cruise, who's doing Cruise Room? Cruise something. Um, Cruise. Is that you? Ro- no, Robbie Rob and Rochelle Cochran are running the Thursday weekly show they do there, and they just started a monthly Friday show. I actually I did the first one last weekend, actually. Cool. And, yeah, that's that's such a beautiful venue. Is I could, it? I could... I could move the seating around so as to be more mm-hmm. comedy friendly, but it's it's a cool stage. It's oh fine. Good. I'm loud. I can throw it in there. <laughs> but it's a big room. Yeah, it's a big room, and also they have they have a really good patio setup that they do comedy on sometimes too. I don't know how much longer that's gonna last. Right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. 
don't know. Global warming might be good for comedy this year. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. God, really? What's going to happen when the rains come? Oh, my God. Well, they're, they're going to have to start asking for vaccinations at the door. They're, I yeah, don't think see. I don't think these businesses are going to quit. I think they're going to have to get smart. But, yeah. Um, because they're just not going to close their doors again. They just can't afford to. Um, but... Um, I'm and it seems like a lot of, of places have bought tent and awnings and uh, mm-hmm. kind of gotten used to the idea of making it outside, <clears throat> but for Portland. And so, you know, maybe that'll work. Tent, some heat lamps. I yeah. Mean. Right. right. I, yeah. I, um, I, I just drove by Stormbreakers where we did the festival. You know that little fire lane that was right there? We had 23 feet from the one curb to the end of the fire lane. That was that deep. That's all the deep. That's all we had to work with. The back of the feet. audience was twenty five feet it's from the stage. They made they made an actual car lane, so now it's even smaller. Oh, yeah, because I think they got in trouble because I think a fire truck tried to come down that street on Friday night when you guys. Oh were no! Crazy. Of course that they happened. They did. They came around that corner. Oh and went, God! Oh, I'm thinking, why would you come down the? You knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's been there forever. They had that blocked off for so long. Even before the comedy show, yeah. Oh, God, yes. But there, here comes a fire truck. Mm. I was like, and now they got to back up all the way down that street. No. Anyway, um, but yes, I think they're, yeah, I think they're going to start putting out, um, I mean, I think, I think they're going to do what you said. They're going to be putting up tents. They're going because people want to sit outside. They want to eat. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're in it now, but com- you guys are keeping it going. I'm telling you, I'm so proud of you. For now, I hope I hope things can stay the way they've been. Because, yeah. I mean, now I'm lucky enough for the past couple of months I've been making more than half my living from comedy. God, yeah. that's great. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's the way awesome. it should be. Yeah. It's close to where I was, to where I was making a very, very meager living <laughs> from comedy. <laughs> but th- that's good. I Those mean, were paid, and I was telling jokes yeah. as much as I wanted. So. And your act, you know, shows. When I saw you the other night at St. John's, uh, it shows the, the comfort level on stage and... Um, it was tight, you know, the material, you, even though you're working the crowd and it wasn't all just prepared material, you were kind of playing and stuff. It was still, um, it looked like a professional comedian. It looked like somebody who knows what they're doing and you don't get to that level without regular shows. Oh, and I saw your, uh, the park. Oh the, yeah. The, he did the, uh, uh-huh. he did the Laurel Hurst park. Oh, there right, was a yeah. ton of people that there. It was like 300 people or something. Yeah, it was a lot. A lot of people. And you were doing crowd work. They're sitting a hundred thousand yards away from you, and you're still doing crowd work with them. And I went, "This guy mm-hmm. is so confident. I love this. <laughs> That's so fun." Because he's ca- he's going, "No, listen to me. Tell me again. Somebody tell me what she said, or something like that." Uh-huh. She's way back there. I <laughs> well, f- I found that out. Just repeat what they say into the microphone. Right, I learned that you have to do that. I learned that watching a friend do crowd work at Helium during yeah. the competition, and. For the four tables directly in front of him, he was killing. But the rest of us didn't know what the hell was going on. Right. right. And yeah. so I was like, all right. If you, and I'm not good at crowd work. It's definitely one of my bigger soft spots as a comedian. I think you have it. I think you can do it. I can. That's why, like, a, the joke is when I ask people what their essential work job is. Right. And it, in the, the girl's defense that gave me the, the horrible attitude, just ridiculous <laughs> amount of attitude. Right. Uh, I was asking so I could pick up a fart. (laughs) That's fair. But so so I asked, uh, much like I did on the St. John's show, uh, hey, what was your essential job? And this lady, instead of just saying, I'm a server, she goes, it's called restaurant. It's called feeding people. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's full of attitude, isn't it? And the minute she said that, it's like I'm putting bullets in the gun. I'm like, all right, lady. You're giving me all the permission in the world to be the monster (laughs) that I'm trying not to be every day of my life. If you're going to open these floodgates. (laughs) And so the next lady was a nurse. And then she's like, I'm a nurse. She gets to cheer from the crowd. And I quiet him down. And I turn back to the restaurant. And I go, it's called nursing. (laughs) It's called healing people. And the best part is you can see the girl stiffen up. Luckily for her, her face is never it's just like right. a, a side and back. Uh-huh. Very shout out to uh, Jesse Newell for that camera work. That yeah. was brilliant. Okay, good. Yeah. Keeping her face off of it right. so I could hopefully try and make that clip go viral of me <laughs> sitting on this probably beaten down server who just didn't want to get made fun of by a fat man in the park that night. I don't, but oh come on. That, I mean, you're she gave me the permission. She gave me the permission. All you gotta do is just say like, yeah. 
Was I weighed tables. She said, pull. Okay, <laughs> baby. <laughs> you got it. But when they show you, say, do you see her stiffen up like with an attitude? Yeah. And oh, her friend kind of like pats her on the shoulder like he got you. <laughs> that friend, whoever that friend is out there, if you're listening to this, you're the best part of that clip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's like, you set him up. That's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It was very funny. It was very funny. And I... That's a fun. That's a fun gig. But I was shy. I, mean, I think Kickstand was surprised how well it's been going. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, it started off good because you did like the first first one, yeah. I I did one. I don't know. We had uh, like 150 people there, which is wild, <laughs> crazy. Plus, mm-hmm. especially who, since who's gonna? How are you gonna park 150 people around Laurelhurst Park? Because there was no parking mm-hmm. anywhere. I had to get there like noon. You know, but it was just, it was, it was a lot of fun. And then I heard that it just got even bigger. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's so fun. And uh, usually outdoors is not great no. to do. No, no, it scared There's the no crap out of me before the pandemic. Yeah. An outdoor and, uh, show, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I did a show at Saturday Market one time. They hired the Har- Harvey's comics to go stand in the corner and, oh my and do God. your bits. And people were just walking by with their elephant ears and shit. Oh, oh and at some, nobody was listening. At some point, one of the people from the other booth comes over and goes, uh, somebody was asking if you guys would just quit. <laughs> could you turn your mics <laughs> off? <laughs> we're like, yeah, you know, we could. Let's do that. <laughs> there was an outdoor mic down. <laughs> <laughs> I just had the worst, some of the worst. Well, you know, that's from the outdoor store shows, just hail gigs. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they're not, it's definitely not the environment conducive to it. I mean, it can be wrong out of it. The sound just dissipates, but they can be good. I think what helps, I think, I think what helps with this one is that it kind of, Kickstand's really great at marketing their stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they are. They're really great. And, uh, so they're, they're specifically bringing a comedy audience. So they're going to give you more than, uh, then, you know, the, oh, I don't know. I'm bored. There's nothing going on in Portland. I guess hang out in the park, watch these idiots try and tell jokes. Right. Like, I think people, like, with that were coming out, at least enough to where a crowd of 300 isn't a shit show mm-hmm. in the park. I think no. enough people are coming out who yeah. love comedy and understand how to be a comedy audience. Right. Well, they just want to be part of People, and what I'm experiencing. And there's, there's concerts in the park as well. So people are kind of used to that. Right, but they want to be part of something. Oh, yeah, people want more than to ever. have that community again. Oh, yeah. They mm-hmm. really do. I mean, I was shocked at the fa- bringing it up again, but I'm still, it's like, it amazed me that I thought, well, if we yeah. get half, I'll be happy. I couldn't <coughs> believe. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when I heard that Laura Host had, you guys had that big a crowd, I went, you know, people are yeah. just, they're dying to go yeah, out right. and laugh and be normal. Outside. You were talking earlier about uh, doing shows in town, and actually, this is. I mean, I'm getting way less stage time than than before the pandemic, but because uh, entertain live entertainment is so valuable right now, mm-hmm. I've probably been paid better for in town comedy than I have the whole time I've been doing it. That's great. That's fabulous. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad. And hopefully, hopefully, that keeps up. Yeah. <laughs> so Let's just get better. Well, I was thinking all yeah. these, you know. Uh, I think you know they're. G- it will come back, and there's gonna. I mean, they're just like I said. I don't think they're gonna shut down again. They, I don't think businesses can shut down. They're just gonna have to find a way around it. You know, yeah, by I, asking for vaccine, va- proof of vaccine, and stuff yeah. like that. They're just gonna have to. It's it's uh, and that that will save the fall because. We were wondering if it was gonna. We're gonna shut down. Again. <coughs> oh yeah. no! I've got my eyebrows cocked all the time because I'm like, all yeah. right, let's like I'm looking at my calendar. I'm right. Like, all right, this is gonna be a sweet month if yep. if right if, if, yeah. if yeah October yeah. looks good with an asterisk. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. ask me to do dough again because I do like that show. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, Actually, uh, the disconnect I think that happens with uh, uh, I I know that especially when I was a new comic before I met either either of y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that y'all were like working comics, and so for me to ask you to come to the lounge of a Chinese restaurant on Eighty Second Avenue on a Sunday night for uh-huh. maybe twenty bucks, I was like, I don't think, I don't think that's worth the fucking email that I'm gonna try to send it with. <laughs> well, to that was them. probably wise. Well, and two, <laughs> yeah, like no. three years ago, probably not. But 
Well, you know. Right but, now, mic time is valuable. But I did, yeah. I did, I did uh, Joanne's show over at Alberta, the Alberta yeah. Pub. Mm-hmm. I did that show a couple different times. I've done that show, and um, I've done. Uh, yeah, we were doing the Baghdad Theater when it was the headliner would get fifty was so bucks. Much fun. That was yeah. a lot of fun. The Baghdad. Back in the day, I did it once. Okay. And uh, yeah. Todd still has the ke- has Kagan's. That's a fun one. It is fun. It, yeah. You know, we didn't have that many people when I was there, but um, it was Amanda and I. And, uh-huh. uh, and Tim Hammer. Yeah, oh, the hammer's right. back. Well, you know what's so funny is because prior to the to seeing Tim Hammer, I haven't seen Tim Hammer in many years. Um, he had the whole mm-hmm. drama stuff, and um, he went away from comedy. Yeah, and um, uh, but he had an incident that uh, we heard about that I heard about on the on the the comic board mm-hmm. uh, with our buddy Ron. Osborne. Oh yeah. (laughs) This is yeah, this is legendary. Yeah, this is legendary. (laughs) And so Ron was in town and we got a I got an email or a message from Mm -hmm. one of Ron's friends saying, Hey, that it listens to the podcast. He goes, Hey, Ron's in town. Ron's coming into town. You should have him on. I went, Oh. I called Art. I go, let's get a hold of Osborne. I don't know if I he's even on Facebook, but if I can find him, yeah. Let's have him on. One of if you get a chance to listen to one of our episodes mm-hmm. besides your own, that's the one to listen to. Okay. Ron yeah. Osborne's episode. He tells his side of that story for one thing. It's and it is and I hadn't and I hadn't yeah. talked about it. We it, it's the one that got us kicked off of Facebook um, advertising because I boosted it and at the one went, of the <gasps> things <gasps> no, there was like swear words in it. Oh, he was, was talking it about it was a yeah. great fucking story. It was just a great story. Yeah. Anyway. But Osborne, you couldn't was tell hysterical. that story without, yeah. And um, and then all of a sudden, right after that, do I work with Tim Hammer? We're like, oh, oh, this is mm-hmm. not, this is not, mm-hmm. this is weird, you know. And Tim didn't even say hello to me, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm I'm glad that he's 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 back at it. I guess he's married. Yeah, that's good. No, yeah. I uh, when he resurfaced. It was, I think, ar- around kind of like three quarters through the lockdown. Oh, really? Yeah, he popped back up on Facebook. And so I hit him up just to check on him because I'm, pr- I'm pretty close with him. And I missed him. Yeah. And we went and got lunch. And he was just, oh, uh, good. yeah, and he was telling me about how, uh, you know, he's in a good headspace, oh, first good. of all. Oh, great. That's good. Um, that's great. Yeah, number one. And yeah, and it's actually uh, his now wife encouraged him to go back to comedy. Yeah, she was with oh. him. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. It was yeah, and he uh, he got up and did a little set and had a good time, and it was nice. It was it was good. It's always nice to see that, you know, because he 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 felt like a fish out of water when he first started. Yeah, you know, but he's uh, but it's nice that he's you know he liked it enough that he's coming back at it. No, I yeah, it's uh, exciting for me. I, I'm, I love Tim. I'm a, f- I love his jokes. I love his jokes so much, and also because I'm more, I'm more story based, or this thing happened to me than I extrapolate on. I I'm very much drawn to comedy as a, a, a fan of things that I can't. I don't know the science behind how you got there. Right. So, like, before I started, Pete Holmes, Patrice O'Neill, yeah. mm-hmm. guys I can kind of understand. And I'm not saying I'm doing it on that level, but we all, you know, we're taking this thing and we're trying to build something out of it. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck a one-liner happens. <laughs> like, like, right. Like, I have no idea. Especially a guy who was, grew up the way he grew up and never knew anybody or listened to anybody from the Borscht Belt, because that is Borscht Belt comedy. Oh. That is Borscht Belt comedy. What's the Borscht Belt? Okay. <laughs> it was the... Shecky uh, Green... Uh, Mort Saul, uh, um, uh, all the old, all the old comics. Like Catskills comics, the yeah. Catskills. Okay. Yeah. The Bush right. Belt was, was all, um, done. And it was that, that set up punchline one-liner. Mm-hmm. It was all, yeah. you and know, Interchangeable. The different comics would eat all do each right. other's lines and, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. uh. Wasn't yeah. that the Bob Hope thing? He just did all the material on TV first, so he got to. Right. Be the guy. That sounds right. He well, yeah, basically. But he, I mean, there was does, that's a. Does that's Tim do the joke uh, about uh, buying a pair of con- uh, box of condoms 
and place and self checkout, and the machine goes, "You have placed an unexpected item in your cart." <laughs> I don't think that's Tim. You know why? Because I don't think he would get that racy on stage. Okay. No, no, he, okay. no, I don't think that's okay. him. But that's very funny. That's. Gr- I wish I knew. <laughs> that is. But um, uh, do people? Do you mentor people now? Are you kind of a mentor guy? That's that's a a big word to put on <laughs> someone who just gets drunk with a new kid on their porch. <laughs> no, I, I know you. I know you. Um, I. It's like- it's weird, and especially in the presence of you know people who have so much more experience than me. Whatever I have that is solid from my seven years, I'm always happy to share it. And it's also because that's how I was treated when I first came in. Uh, again, right. Nathan Brandon, Ian Carmel was always wonderful to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Miller, Whitney Street, you know, all these people. When I first started, I, w- I was new, and I definitely made my share of mistakes, but they, they uh, I don't know, they, they treated me like a person. Right. And, I, I mean, that's just kind of the way I was raised, too. Is, 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 this, is that part of uh, Samoan culture, is the uh, support and uh, um, nurturing of your friends and family? I mean... Would you say that that, that to, to res- to taught to respect other people and uh, I mean yeah and just like I'm I'm an inherently I guess nice guy which is uh-huh. a really gross thing to say out loud. No, you are you are you you're well, a yeah, big, yeah. I, people I look that. at you and I they, believe that. I'm sure that they've thought that you're a, a mean ass but you are such a Ferdinand the bull. I'm easygoing and I'm <laughs> I'm dying to not say something mean to you especially if you're first trying something, but. Ooh, that's although I do love bad comedy, and if you're an asshole and doing a bad doing oh, bad well, comedy, oh well, there you go. That, no. that's, that's, <laughs> again, once again, pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. That's a yeah. yeah. That's hard not to go. Oh, did you kill? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, that was not a killing job. That used to be my favorite part of the competition is you get these people who are like pricks and they're not good at comedy, but they bring forty. Oh. People to their opening round because it's audience oh, right. mode. Yeah, but right. then I, I love watching that second round, just like yeah. a like a wolf <laughs> salivating. Oh, what happened? What happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I'll go up to him and like I'll act like I didn't see. I remember one round I was in with one of those people, yeah. and I watched it like an. Ad, I'm a mean bitch, like I said earlier. <laughs> I watched it just like yes, that's the good stuff. <laughs> and then I, I was hanging out innocently in the hall. And uh, I remember I asked the person who like who bringered themselves into the round that we were in, and I just I like watching them get cold. And I asked, I was like, "How are they tonight?" And the person goes, "A little weirder than the first round." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> wonder why? That's you think, weird. You think so? Is it is it because it's not three generations of your family in there? You think that might be why they're, they're reacting differently to your not jokes? Is that what? <laughs> just drinking it in? <laughs> I know that's. Uh... Yeah, that because <laughs> it, it does get ugly at those things. And people cop an attitude that have no business copping an attitude, <laughs> yeah. like you said. Well, I I hope that. Um, but yeah, to answer your question though, uh, I I love being able to help people in comedy. It's yeah. it's so exciting for me watching a new comic start to figure it out. That's one of my favorite things about doing yeah. comedy. Right. right, when they when they they understand how that jo- joke landed. And then they can do it the same way the next time mm-hmm. you see them. You kind of mm-hmm. go, okay, you got it. When okay. you watch it click for the first time, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. it's happening. <laughs> this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, that's great. That is a great thing. Yeah. So so how much longer do we have you uh, in Portland? I've, I have no desires on leaving Portland ever. Uh, you don't, you're not I in LA or any? No, like if the only way that'd be feasible if I had enough money I was making enough money where I could just come up whenever I want to where I'm doing whatever's obligating me in L.A. Then I come right. My family's here. Oh, okay. My brother with the eight kids moved uh, to Bremerton from Hawaii. And so I've, I'm able to be in my nieces and nephews' lives as uh, much as I, I want. Oh, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's here. She's Portland born and bred. She's never leaving. Are you working uh, okay. for a friend up in Bremerton? Chris, Chris Larson? We'll have to get you in there. I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah since you have family oh, up there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Chris would love you. Yeah, it's a... Um, you know that you have a look, though. You know you do. And that Hollywood would jump on that. Um, yeah, I, I've done... I, I get a lot of auditions here. Yeah, I've, and I've been told that, too. Yeah. By a, a lot of people. It would probably be fun to take a class. Yeah, I need to. Because I'm... You know, 
because, I mean, if you're going to stay, then you might as well take advantage of everything that's available here because there, yeah. there is a lot of acting and there's a lot of stuff being shot, and you might as well just... Yeah, more and more, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, we... We're in an hour. Yeah. So this flew by. I know. And sure I'm did. so happy that you stopped by. No kidding, man. Made your, made, I, you worked, and it's I, it's just so lovely to have you in my house. And uh, in our this is our studio. This <laughs> is it. This is the, this studio. Is the studio. This is the studio. Uh, but anyway, uh, my best to you. And if I can ever help you in any way, I'd be happy to. I, but you're probably going to surpass me very soon. So I don't like that type of talk. Oh, you know, it's a. Uh, also, you're such a sandbagger, Susan. I remember when we did that botanist show, and what? you're all, "Oh, I guess I tried writing some jokes this morning. Yeah, right. Maybe I it'll d- be okay." And I had to follow you, and I was in my head, yeah. I was like, "Fuck you, lady." Yeah, oh, that no, was, you that know was... what you are, and you destroyed. You mm-hmm. crushed no. so hard, <laughs> I switched my set around like five oh, minutes no. before I was supposed to go. I'm uh-huh. not a sandbagger. Yeah. That was scary as hell. <laughs> and my buddy, uh, Mitch, uh, Mick, Mick, Mitch, Milt Abel was with me, who is an incredible comic. Incredible comic. And uh, has been in the business as long, or if not longer, than I have. And I would, I, he goes, oh, I want to come by and see the show. I was like, oh, God, oh, God, because he just moved back. And I was, I was generally scared. Uh, that was, was nerve-wracking. But I enjoyed you so much, and I thought, because uh, one thing, uh, just one more thing, you are, it, I never see the same show. I see the same persona. I see the same joy. I, I hear the laughter. But it's never the same about with you every single time. It's like, oh, God, look at how he's doing that one. Okay, this mm. is a, no, yeah. that's, that's That's a great magic. quality. Yeah, that's rare. That's magic. Because people can see you over and over again, and it's, it's just, they're going to get something new every single time. That's lovely. That's, and you don't get that seven years in. That takes a long time to do. So that tells me that your, your performance has matched your wit. You have learned to perform, not just be funny. You know how it works. You know how to hit it. And you know where you can slip something else in here, step over to the side, do this, and come back to it. It's a huge deal. Well, thank you. Yeah. Speaking of which, where are you hitting it next? Yeah, where are you doing? You have some shows you want to plug? This one, <laughs> this one's coming up. <laughs> you got to check the schedule. Okay. You got to check the so schedule. This, yeah, bro. It's uh, yours is going to come out not this week, next week. It's my stupid phone. Okay, my phone's not off. Yeah. My phone's such a piece of garbage. If it rattles the wrong way in my pocket, it will shut off completely. <laughs> 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 I only get cheap phones because I'm so bad with them. Oh, so. yeah. Well, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what, when would you say? When did you say? Like the next uh, thing uh, that you week, could, anything the, you wanted to. The week of the 20th, after the, tw- the week of the 20th. Oh, the week of the 20th, I'll be, uh, I'm headlining a weekend at the, what the heck is that club called? <laughs> it's in Seattle. The, ba- uh, the new Ballard Club? Ballard Club. Ballard, Ballard Comedy Club, yeah. I'll, yeah. It'll be a. It's my second time ever headlining a club. Wow, so. that'll be That's great. excellent. Yeah. Oh, God, you're going to have so much fun. I, I thought that was all just LBGTQ, but maybe not. Maybe it's Samoan, too. <laughs> I don't know. LGBTQS. <laughs> whatever, whatever box I checked, I will check it again. You know, he's got the, the dress. He's got the sequin dress you already. you got to wear the tiara. You got to take the tiara I, ga- I gave it to, to Kelly Ryan when she won and became uh, the new the oh. new champ. Oh, that's great. Oh, Which I love. I love that <laughs> Kelly came up. You, you know the whole saga, right? I, I don't. So, so all right. I went Portland's Funniest in 2019. Pandemic hit. I didn't get to host it, pass the title on. Right. And so I'm hosting this year's. One of the entrants, the person who won, Kelly Ryan, is basically an L.A. COVID refugee in Portland. They found, they heard that the comedy is kind of oh. special sputtering along here okay they're in la la was horrible for covid right was a special they did a especially bad job down there so they said fuck it we'll move up to portland for the summer (laughs) they did that Mm -hmm. kelly wins the contest Uh and she's literally going home this week so a month after winning portland's (laughs) she's just (laughs) 
And I think that's that's the funniest outcome it could have been. And she's a dyed in the wool killer. I love her as a friend and a good. comedian. That's like, good. That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. And it's fun to watch people get upset about it. <laughs> I, I have I had no I had no skin in the game, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah no, I can't. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Ballard Comedy Club. Um, uh, the twenty. It would be the twenty. Yeah, yeah the twenty third through the twenty sixth. Oh, that's great. I'll be at Ballard Comedy Club. Nice. All right. Well, yeah. we have people in Seattle that listen, so that's right. please do. Please go come see, out. See yeah. that's Adam right. Passy, ladies and gentlemen. And um, listen, be sure and subscribe. You've been listening to St- uh, Stop Me If I've Heard This. That's right. And uh, follow Art and I on, uh, nobody follows Facebook anymore. Art and I still on Facebook. Facebook. We are on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> right. <No. Yeah. laughs> but we're on, uh, it's Art and Susan's podcast. Um, and uh, we'll post uh, this episode. But we'd love it if you subscribe. Thanks a lot for listening. I'm Susan Rice. And that's Art Cruz is being very quiet. I know what I was supposed to. (laughs) I know what I was supposed to do. That's why I didn't. I know. You're such a rebel. And I'm Art Krug. Okay, bye. (laughs)